Welcome to the first annual I Have Some Notes Oscar Special with hosts Colin McIntyre and Greg Beaver, along with special presenters Mark Jowett and Scott C. Bourgeois, along with the John Williams Orchestra. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage your hosts for this evening, Colin McIntyre and Greg Beaver. Thank you, thank you for that warm introduction. So nice to see everyone here. We're coming to you live from the I Have Some Notes here in Hollywood, uh, just across the river here in Ed- over here in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, it is the first annual I Have Some Notes Oscar special. Got some great guests on the show tonight. We've got Scott, Se- Scott C. Bourgeois from Local Radio Sports and Fatherhood. Hello. And we've also got Mark Jowett from Face Explosion Man here as well. Hello. And, also, and Greg is here too. And Greg Beaver is here as well. <laughs> Welcome everybody. Uh, yeah, so this is the, the first time. We're taking a little bit of a, of a departure from the normal I Have Some Notes. We're not going to talk about uh, one movie or or just the, what we've been watching lately uh, for on the side notes. But We're going to try and talk about some movies. good movies. Yeah, so we're, we're all dressed movies. up in tuxedos. <laughs> yes, Which yes, I gotta yes. tell you, like this is gonna be fairly tough for me because I have a powerful need to criticize things. Uh, so uh, it'll be an adventure. We may follow this up with the Razzie special, which would be, sure. which would be a lot of fun mm. as well. Um, so, uh, so, so what we're gonna do tonight is we're going we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, we're gonna talk about the Oscars and we're gonna talk about the some of the, the Oscar categories. But we may not so much talk about the movies specifically nominated. We actually may throw some of our own nominations in there. Partly because um, I think believe around the table uh, out of the uh, of the movies uh, that Oscar nominated for Oscars this year, I think our average is about two movies out of the, <laughs> right. out of, out of the nominated. That's, that's fair. That's one, a fair. And one hundred percent of which was Arrival. Thank you, Hollywood, for making a very good science fiction film. Yeah, nominating it for Best Picture. It won't so. win, but. It well, won't win? No, goodness, no. Uh, we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so before we get into some categories, uh, maybe just gotta get, um, you know, how, how big of Oscar fans are you guys? Is it like a big thing in your house? Is it like kind of like, like the Super Bowl where it's kind of like, you know, where you may not watch it for the actual event, but it's always got good snacks and good It is food. kind of the Super Bowl of oh, movies yeah. because there's like like six hours of pre-show yep. and then they there's like days of like... People dissecting Reaction. every little bit of it. Like, Usually, the teams that you like are not participating. Lots in of, it. Yeah. Lots, of, lots of gambling involved, potentially. Uh, some very nice clothes on display, yeah. Yeah. just like in the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, yeah. The, I I like the Oscars. I try to catch it every year, and it's not necessarily because it is a celebration of movies so much what? as it is a display of Hollywood politics. Ah, okay. And it's uh, delightful to watch that play out on a grand stage every year. It's like watching the U.S. election without uh, the dire consequences. Well, dire consequences <laughs> for us, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. For nerds, can be devastating yes. the day after <laughs> when the thing you love loses. Yeah, for sure. Mark, what about you? You're a big, big Oscar guy? Um, I watch it less than I used to. I Generally, now, I, I tend to just watch the first part, so then when it gets down to like cinematography, then I, oh, slowly, yeah. I slowly tune out from there on. But the main things, yeah. Um, but yeah, they, 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 it would be interesting to see, and I, I kind of wonder as, as people's attention spans become shorter and shorter and shorter, that they actually just kind of like just trim it down to like, all right, it's an hour. And it's just like, it's well, like rifle through all the This all year, the I think, stuff. too, I'll probably turn it a little faster because, say, if it's a five hour ceremony, the in memoriam thing is going to be like three and a half hours. Oh, yeah. Year, so it's going to be Man. depressing. Yeah, after 2016, sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there were a lot of gut punches last year. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't watch the Oscars. I used to watch the Oscars when we were way back when. It's something I've actually kind of wanted to get back into again, just because it, because of the event spectacle. And I know there's going to be, um, you know, there's a chance to have a party around it. And you can get like a little like Oscar ballots, and you have like almost like a little like like fantasy football kind of draft sort of thing, which is a lot of fun. <laughs> and I think they usually do like some cool movie trailers during that time as well. Do they not? Do they not? Is that kind of like another? Like Super Bowl as they unveil some movie trailers, then they Oscars. should do million dollar commercials during the Oscars. Yeah, so I, I think that's something. It's, they should well, it's, it's yeah. tra- tra- traditionally like I know for Canadian TV, it's usually number like big, three biggest TV events in Canada every year. Usually Super Bowl and Grey Cup are usually number one and two, and Oscars is not far behind. They're usually hmm. pushing like like <laughs> like million like four million people. I gotta say that kind of surprises me. That yeah. uh, it's that big of an event. Yeah, no, it's ratings. It's, it's pretty big. <laughs> so. So I so I would I would hope you know, so something I, I would want to get into but uh, you know but again it is it is that slog right it's just it definitely like yeah. at, at first you know you get you go through you know the host monologue and that you know that can be fun or whatever but it's like once you get into like the third or fourth category of uh, it, you know award that you don't care about then it starts to become a little bit of a grind yeah it also uh, hinges on the host a little bit 
too. If you've got someone who's uh, charming and funny and keeping the show going at a, at a fairly decent pace, it goes by a lot faster than if it's someone who's like clearly out of their element or clunky or not having a good night. And yeah. it's and it just makes the whole show kind of bogged down. Yeah, yeah. Actually, my favorite host of the Oscars of all time was David Letterman, which was a host that I think was by and large hated. <laughs> but he just he just did the Dave Letterman show, which I just loved because <laughs> I really liked the show at the time. And he was just like he was just doing all his David Letterman bits. I don't I don't think I watched that one, but I think the impression I got was that it was like he's that he he knew no one wanted him to be there. And so he just kind of, yeah, he just kind of was like, I know I'm never going to come back, so I'm going to do whatever I want. And yeah. then that's yeah. why I hope they put Ricky Gervais on there one year. Oh yeah, yeah, he's like building up to it through the Golden Globes. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully eventually one day someone will snap and just let him do it one year, <laughs> <laughs> for one time only, and then never again. Yeah, yeah. And, then it's, and the person who hired him was also fired. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, okay, so should we should we dive into some uh, some categories here and talk about? You know whether they're the nominees, whether well. So how about we just I'll, I'll I'll read I'll read the the category. I'll also read out some of the like the Oscar nominees, and then we'll just kind of go around the table and say, okay, here's what we thought who should yep. win the Oscar. Uh, so the first one we'll do is, was, is visual effects. The the nominees uh, for visual effects are Deep Water Horizon, Doctor Strange, The Jungle Book. Is it Kubo and the Two Strings? Kubo yep. and the Two Strings. And yep. uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, we'll go go to Scott first. Scott, who wins the Oscar? Uh, well, it will probably go to, um, uh, it won't go to who I want it to go to. We'll put it that way. I'm fairly <laughs> confident it'll go to somebody other than Kubo and the Two Strings, and Kubo and the Two Strings should win in that yeah, category. It is the best stop motion feature I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that was, that, that was the surprising thing, is that it's not animated. It's actually, it's like, it's not, not 100% CGI. Stop it's motion. stop yeah. motion. Yeah, I actually... <laughs> When I saw it, I didn't know that it was stop motion. I was just like, "This is this is pretty neat." I like, you know, it, I thought it was like a CG movie that was just aping the frame rate of like of stop motion or whatever. And then when I saw at the end of the credits, they'd have to show some post production or some uh, behind the scenes stuff, and I was like, "Oh, holy shit!" <laughs> Including a staggering like nine foot tall puppet. Thing yeah, that thing was oh, cool. Really? Uh, and it it was a beautiful movie. It was a great film, and for visual effects, I would say that it should win hands down. Yeah, yeah. Like the just sheer the sheer amount of man hours that had to go into that movie alone would give it my consideration. Yeah. And I mean, all the other ones are just going to be like computer animation. This is this is like hand done stuff. It should. Yeah, I think Star Wars probably will win. That wouldn't surprise me. The reason why I think it probably will is because they've kind of pioneered the bringing dead actors back to life thing, which I feel is like something that Hollywood really wants to like jump onto. But they're worried but about how much flack they'll take for it, so Star yeah. Wars is kind of taking that bullet for them. So I think it'll get that as a as a reward. I so think. we can start seeing like Humphrey Bogart so too. Yeah, start bringing Casablan- people back. Casablan- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Revenge, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah. I feel so, like- and in their defense, um, I had heard some people uh, had come out of that film and not realized that Peter Cushing wasn't a real person in that movie. Really? And we're like, wow, he aged really well. And it's like, no, he's dead. They're like, Peter Cushing's been dead for 20 years. (laughs) So, and I mean, because I knew he was dead, I could tell he was kind of CGI. And I I still thought it was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, But apparently it actually fooled some people. Really? I was kind of surprised. It surprised me of how, like, how far they took it. Um, Because at first, you know, when you saw, like, the back of him and you could see, like, his face in the reflection of the window, that was, like, the first thing I saw him. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool little reference. And then he, like, turned around and it was like, holy crap, they actually went, like, full. Yeah. They actually made, like, an entire... They did the full cushion. It sure looked realistic (laughs) from behind, but once he turned around, I was like, nope, this is not working for me at (laughs) all. You fell right into the Uncanny Valley? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought the... I'm going to spoil the end of the movie here. I thought the, Spoilers. Yeah, just in case for people listening. Um, I thought the layer at the end was more ropey than the uh, Peter Cushing was. Yeah. Um, and I kind of had that thing too, because like, you could kind of tell with the ending like where it was building to, and I was like, don't do CGI layer, don't do CGI. And then they did, and I was like, Grr! and that was kind of my last <laughs> thought of the film. Yeah. So it kind of like ended on a slightly dodgy note. But I, I like the film in general. But, but I think it, like not regardless of whether it deserves to win, I think it will win just for yeah. having the balls to try that, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, what do you think? Well, mine was, my pick was stolen by Scott, so... Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> we can just move on. I'm going to go off the board on this for like for visual effects, because now, to be fair, I haven't seen Kubo and you should. the two things, and I will see it, because it sounds, sounds really great. Um, but I was actually... So, 
I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately, and actually Greg and I were talking about this about a little while ago about how, for me now, like it's because everything is so CGI to to heck that it's kind of like you know I think when I look at Steve, stuff like the Jungle Book and Doctor Strange and like Rogue One, I'm like okay yeah they spent a lot of time of it, and other than like you know getting you know bringing these dead actors back to life, it's just like I know how they're all doing it. Hardcore Henry, I still don't understand how they made that movie. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I had a lot of moments watching that film too where I'm just like, how the fuck right. did you do I'm coming right out of the gate with an off-the-board pick. We, I, we, we talked about this in a previous episode with Side Notes, but if you want to see something where... Uh, it, it's, it's a, I think it's a rare time now that when, when we get to watch a movie... Uh, and I know we're all old enough around the, we're all old enough around this table to remember a time where where you had that mix of practical and some computer stuff, and you would you go to a movie and you'd have this genuine genuine feeling of how did they do that? Mm. How did they pull it off? We don't we don't have that anymore because we know it's all computers. Mm. But Hardcore Henry has enough stuff in it that I was kind of like how how did they pull this off? So yeah, it was um, the same. There's a lot of times. Yeah. Like, so that's so the Oscar that? goes to uh, <laughs> the the movie directed by a uh, Russian uh, hardcore heavy metal. <laughs> yeah. I'll, there we go. I'll back you on that one. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, uh, moving on, production design. What was in production design? All right, so production design had Arrival, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them, Hail Caesar, which I had forgotten it even come out this year, La La Land, or should or should we call it like Land, uh, and Passengers. Wait, so, did any of us see La La Land? Has anyone know? Has anyone actually? No. It's it's Scotty. It's a fine <laughs> it's movie, fine. and I mean that's kind of damning it with faint praise it's it's a well-executed film that was designed to win an oscar right it came out in oscar season it's a movie about hollywood nostalgia which hits all the right buttons and some hot young actors it's, yep it's gonna win the oscar like it's gonna win the oscar yeah it's gonna win it's gonna clean up at the oscars and then next year no one will remember it was a thing you remember the artist Yes. That's what I thought. Kind of. I had to think about it. That but, was the this the sweeping turn of silent film and yeah. about how wonderful, what a great storytelling medium, and how many silent films have we seen since? Well, and not just that, people barely remember it. Yeah, like you true. bring it up, and you're the only person at the table who remembered it. How? I feel like that was like. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember which year it came out. Yeah, it was, it was like, it, and it was another example of the same kind of movie. It's a movie about Hollywood nostalgia. Yeah, that hit all the right buttons, yeah. came out at just the right time of year, won all the Oscars, and the, and left nothing in the in the <laughs> pop culture. Like nobody remembers it was. A thing. That's not entirely true because Brian Poussein, the comedian, has a has a special called <laughs> the Fartist. There you go, Is Brian Posehn, same for the artist. <laughs> yeah. In the pop culture, culturally relevant. It had an influence on one person. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, who wants? Who wants to take a stab at uh, production design? Who wants to go first? Well, I went first on the last one, so someone else should go first. Uh, go, for, go for it, Greg. You're right. Arrival for me. Arrival for you? Yeah, I think like um, the design of the language uh, just alone was brilliant. To take something that was essentially like a coffee stain and to turn that <laughs> into a, a believable language. Uh, and, and also because the that part of the uh, the effects and and the design was so crucial to the movie working as mm-hmm. a whole, I thought you know the fact that they pulled all that off and it, and it was you know it was so brilliantly executed, I think deserves some type of award. Yeah, fair enough. I think yeah. that's pretty fair. I, the the I, I I wrote kind of like a frowny face beside Arrival, not because I didn't like it, <laughs> not not, like, not not you don't make good points, but and maybe this is just my definition of production design, but like. When I think of production design, I think of like like everything in like the movie, and so when I think about Arrival, I think okay, you've got all all that cool alien stuff, mm-hmm. but otherwise it's kind of like in military tents, and I guess the, I guess their little space suits were kind of neat. They were different, kind of sort of. I you know I I thought uh, I thought the aliens were kind of were kind of unique a little yeah, bit. They're, 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 they yeah, they they look like um, weird yeah. sort of Septopods alien brontosaurus. I can't remember yeah. what they're called. Yeah. 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 Heptapods, I think. Right? <laughs> yeah, that Heptopods. sounds right. Yeah, yeah, and I really I really like the egg shape. Alien discs or whatever you want to call them. The, the, their ships were really neat. Yeah, and I thought like um, even even um, you know stuff that was simple visually but really worked for me was like the um, the hallway that led up to the room where they meet the aliens and it was just you know it's just a square hallway but it yeah. just like you know it was it was designed in a way to sort of you know you could really you could feel the tension it was kind of rocky and rigid and stuff like that so it kind of made okay. you, uh, you know made right. you feel certain things you know just just with the production design i thought the way they handled the gravity and that was good too 
Oh yeah, just the way that was shot when it yeah because yeah. you get halfway up and the gravity kind of flips direction. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. It, and it was it was really well Very shot. Very true. Too. All right, you you convinced me. Mark, what, <laughs> the, what, would, you, what would you pick? Ooh, um, either either through nominees or go off the board. If you say the board, Suicide Squad, you're going out the window. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a little too far off the board. Hold on, I'm just gonna cross out. Suicide Squad. Okay. Um, Everyone I'm, gets a Letterman jacket. Uh, I'm slightly at a disadvantage because. Arrival's the only one that I've seen. You can go off the board. That's true, I could go can, sideways. You can go uh, Rogue One. <laughs> Meh, well, I don't know. It's, I don't know if Rogue One would Gods get it because... Egypt. Come on, Gods of Egypt. <laughs> oh, that's right, that was oh, last yeah. year. Because well, they did a lot of throwback stuff in You know what Gods of Egypt reminds me of is Captain Power. That's what those effects look like to me. I heard that Captain yeah. Power's coming back. Oh, really? I hmm. read somewhere that they were looking at rebooting that. Eh, I'd be all for it. I feel, I feel like that's... If, the, if Power yeah. Rangers is going to get a movie, then I also want a Captain Power movie. Fair enough. Oh, so only so long as you can, like, take your toy to the movie theater? That's right. Pew, pew! Yeah. At the, at the <laughs> screen? Yeah. As long yeah, as they're like sort of like... Yeah, yeah those, they have... What do they have, like, tr- the triangles yeah, on the, the triangle. enemies had, like, yeah, they're flashing or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that's, that's, what the, yeah. that's what the gun <laughs> reacted to, I guess. Mm. Yeah. At that that'll be for next year's Oscar special. It'll, 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 it'll be made in Oscar. But uh, yeah, production design, production design. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Arrival too for one of a, yeah. a better thing to think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Scott, <laughs> I'm gonna pick something different. I'm gonna go with Hail Caesar. Yeah, mm. I really liked Hail Caesar, um, and uh, I think that it was very well designed. Everything. Everything uh, visually popped. Everything worked. It looked really like old-time Hollywood. Um, and all the costuming was really good. And, I mean, costuming's its own thing, but that ties into the overall production design as well. Um, it was it was a well-put-together film, which shouldn't really be surprising based on who put that film together. And I think that it, it just looked really... Like, I can, I can, in my mind's eye, still remember what certain scenes looked like. Oh, okay. It was so distinct. And I think that that's a, a good sign of production design, and I think that I would give it to Hail Caesar. Oh, there we go. Cool. Then they will, yeah, I think there's, those are some good picks. I don't really have one for production design, so. All right. Yeah, so we'll, we'll move on. Uh, actor in a leading role, the, um, where is my, my lead? Yeah, oh, well, yeah, so, if, so your, your nominees are uh, Casey Affleck. Uh, brother? He's, he's Ben Affleck's brother. I almost said son. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's not. Manchester by the Sea. Andrew Garf- Garfield, the former Spider-Man, not for Spider-Man, Hacksaw Ridge. Ryan Gosling from La La Land. Viggo Mortensen from Captain Fanta- Fantastic. And Denzel Washington for Fences. I feel like Denzel Washington is just nominated every year. That's because yeah. he's a very good actor. Yeah, so yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's, yeah, he's there. And, 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 and I mean, I didn't be. see Fences, but apparently it's quite a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Does anyone know what Captain Fantastic actually is? Is there any time I've heard of it? I've, the, only thing I've, the only thing <laughs> I know about it is that, that critics really like it, but I haven't hmm. uh, ever heard anything about it. It's a pretty good Oscar special. Casey Affleck. <laughs> yeah. so what is this? <laughs> yeah, what's this movie? Casey Affleck. <laughs> what's uh, lie there was some controversy <laughs> oh, uh, okay. around his I nomination, actually, wasn't there? Mm. Yeah, I think... Because it was related, there was... Uh, and uh, this is off the top of my head. I'd, I'd have to actually look for factual information on this, so... Not that this is alternative facts, but there was a black director, and I'm, I'm blanking on his name at the moment, who there was some, he had made a great movie, but there was some controversy because of some allegations, I want to say, of sexual assault. Okay. And so he was basically just like, he's not going to win any awards. Ah. And I think that there might be some similar allegations about Casey Affleck, and I'm not mm. trying to oh. slander anybody here. This is this is hearsay, and that there was some controversy over while well, well, this black director was basically disqualified for the same thing, and this white guy mm-hmm. is getting nominated yeah, yeah. despite the same allegation. Ah, so there was some controversy with that. Yeah. I'm trying to look it up real quick, but this is to see well, who is the, well, if, well, if this truth turns out to be erroneous, feel free to cut this. No, part I, know, <laughs> I know this. Like, um, my wife was very upset about it as well, mm. so I, I know that she's. Uh, it was something to do with like basically someone had kind of accused him of yeah I've definitely yeah, seen and, the and it, it may or may not, like it's an accusation it may or may not be it is alleged but the the argument was if this black director was basically disqualified yeah. because yeah. of so similar alle- allegations yeah. why wasn't the white guy yeah and so I well, we think we all know why <laughs> I will not give Casey Affleck the Oscar partly for that 
But par- <laughs> partly because he was terrible on Saturday Night Live when, when I watched yeah. him earlier this year. Tough. <laughs> hey, I hold a grudge. I, I will hold a grudge on that. Uh, so who wants to go? Who wants, who wants to well, throw, gonna, throw, throw the Oscar for actor? I'm going to disqualify Casey Affleck too, based on the fact that I hate Batman vs Superman so much that my <laughs> hatred that my spills process. over through the Affleck <laughs> bloodline <laughs> and disqualifies him. So Love sorry, that's Casey. out. Sorry, <laughs> Colin just crossed he wasn't, him off. His sorry. Yeah, he wasn't in the film, <laughs> but he's still too close for my liking. I don't, yeah. <laughs> You probably asked asked Ben about it at some point. How was Batman views or don't ask. Don't ask. Scott, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to give actor in a leading role to Ryan Gosling. Really? For the nice guys. Oh, oh there you go. Not for Lala Way. <laughs> uh, the Nice Guys was a really great movie. It was this uh, goofy, like noir-esque mystery detective movie set in what, the 70s? Yeah. yeah. With uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, and they're both fantastic in it. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling has a great character. He totally embodies that character. He has some great physical humor through the course of the movie. I saw that movie twice in theaters this year. It is a rare movie that I wow. don't see twice in theaters. The Nice Guys was fantastic. I'd actually forgotten about Nice Guys because I've seen so many uh, terrible movies this year, <laughs> but I remember why, like, really enjoying Nice Guys. So yeah, so I, I think that's a, I think that's a worthy Oscar statuette. Greg? Um, I'm going off the board as well. Uh, and I'm going to give the Oscar for actor in a leading role to Anthony Weiner. From the documentary <laughs> Wiener, because he did such a masterful job of making you feel sorry for him and uh, being sympathetic to his cause, and then it turns out he's just a giant piece of shit. All right. There you go. That takes a fine actor. There was there was, there was a documentary for, for him this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? I like that it was just called Wiener. As yeah. Well. <laughs> and yet, um, strangely, it's not nominated for best documentary. Oh, weird. Before we move on to special shout out to John Goodman in Cloverfield Lane because that was dope. Uh, yeah, I would I would put that in supporting though. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I I have that in my. Oh, sorry. Did I just? Oh, okay, okay cut that out. In my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really have one for um, for best uh, actor in leading role. Yeah, but I think Ryan Ryan Gosling can take it. Sure. Unless I can. I mean, he's in, probably going to win it for La La Land. Yeah. Even Gods of Egypt. Nah. <laughs> I'm just going to give Gods of Egypt all the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Even though I have not seen the movie. It gets more than like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, were you <laughs> not there when we watched it? No, I was not there. Oh, no. Yeah. You, <laughs> you chose you wisely. Out. I <laughs> missed yeah. out. Um, actor in a supporting role. So let's just cross that out. Um, so we've got a bunch of people here. So we've got... Uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm gonna read this twice. We can we can edit take take the best one. Uh, <laughs> Mahershala Ali from Moonlight. I think that's okay. Jeff Bridges from Hell or, Hell or High Water. Lucas Hedges Manchester by the Sea. Dev Patel from Lion and Michael Shannon from Nocturnal Animals. Michael Shannon, like from Man of Steel. Michael Shannon. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. For him. That was a yeah. lot. That's a lot of movies I have not seen in yeah, that particular I'm, category. I have I have not seen any of those. Well, if I disqualified Casey Affleck last time for that, I'm afraid he's got to go for this one. I've, I mean, I've made my Sorry, bed now. I've got to be consistent. Yeah, yeah. yeah haven't give, seen your film, Michael Shannon. But cross over. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna cross over. I'm sure you. I'm sure you tried. <laughs> I'm sorry, really, Casey. I'm sure you tried. <laughs> I'm sure you tried really, really hard. He's even closer to it because he's actually in the stupid things. So, yeah. Uh, Scott, you have one for supporting actor? Yes. Russell Crowe from oh, The Nice Guys. <laughs> yeah. I really liked The Nice Guys last year, you guys. I can, I can tell, so uh, Scott's tux is actually made from, like, from, it's, like, printed with, like, The Nice Guys movie poster, like, you just <laughs> repeat it all over the just, I came with an agenda tonight. Yeah. <laughs> it could just be, like, a wasp suit or a bee suit. Yeah. Great, great. do you have one for supporting, for supporting actor? Well, I think I do. What is it again, <laughs> Who is Mark? it, Greg? <laughs> I'm going with John Goodman from uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Obviously, I'm going off the board here because I saw none of those movies in, the, uh, in that particular category. But he was he was very imposing and scary in uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. And, and I like the sort of like the ride he takes you on of like whether he's whether he's kind of like a, a good kind of like a weird guy that's just trying to do the right thing or whether he's a bad guy all, uh, through and through. So it, great performance. And that is, I would... Honestly, I would kind of agree with that, too. I went with Russell Crowe off of a joke, because I knew you were going to say John Goodman. <laughs> he was really good in Ten Cloverfield Lane. Uh, he had a standout performance in that. And it's it was very much one of those uh, one of those movies where you're, you kind of... 
lose John Goodman in the role, you forget that it's John Goodman because yeah. he's so not the kind of character that you would you would normally see him playing. Yeah, and he does so well with it. This brings up a larger point with um, the Oscars in that I feel like you know the the in order to win an Oscar for acting you have to be in one of the good movies of the year. Whereas it's not often that someone's in, like, a piece of trash, but they are, you know, acting the shit out of it and getting nominated kind of thing. I don't think... I feel like that happens often enough. Not that, obviously, I love Ten Clover Fleet Lane, but, like, that movie just doesn't get any attention because it's sci-fi. Why would sci-fi... And it's kind of... I would argue it's more of a thriller than a sci-fi. Sure, yeah. And plus it's kind of a, like a... I don't know what the movie term for it would be, but, like, a bottle episode kind of movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, which is not right. visually flashy again. Yeah, we, yeah, we so. kind of talked about this before we started rolling. Where I was arguing that uh, oftentimes movies that win Best Picture win Best Picture partly on the backs of the actors that were in it. But there are often times when those movies aren't very visually interesting. They're kind of bland. And I I think I used The King's Speech as an example. I like The King's Speech. I think it's a great movie. Colin Firth is fantastic in it. But it's not exactly visually stunning. It's kind of uh, a visually dull movie. And... Oftentimes, those are great movies for an actor to have a tour de force in, but it doesn't necessarily make for a great overall film. Mm. It's not the total package. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, so for for my uh, actor's supporting role, I'm going for actor in a supporting, 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 supporting role. So can I'm giving it to <laughs> Paul Rudd for Cap for Civil War. <laughs> I played Ant-Man for all of like three minutes. Because I thought he was delightful. And he totally, he, like, totally made me enjoy that it movie. It was pretty more. great. The, the, the bit where he turns into uh, the, uh, the giant. Giant Man. man is, oh, yeah, yeah. Giant Man was pretty great. Yeah. So there we go. Congratulations, Paul Rudd. I feel like uh, I just like his line read where he gets really big and he's like, "Ho, ho, ho, ho!" Yeah. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> apparently they asked permission if they could use Giant Man in the movie ahead of time because they didn't know if the Ant Man people wanted to keep that particular trick in their oh, bag. Yeah. For the oh movie. yeah. Right. So they actually went to the Ant Man people and were like, "Are you guys okay if we use Giant Man in Civil War?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, by all means, do that. That would be awesome. <laughs> we can use him as well. Yeah, please do that effect for us first, and then send it over <laughs> when you're done. Yeah." <laughs> Copy, paste, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's built that CGI model now. It's like that T-Rex that's, uh, that they had chasing the Jeep in the first Jurassic Park, and then they mm-hmm. reused that shot in like every subsequent Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, because they already had the CGI for it. <laughs> yeah. oh. So Why expect that? Ant-Man to rip apart a plane in every movie from now <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> Instead of a plane, it'll be like something else. The villain in Ant-Man to just like swinging a plane. plane even even more contrived reasons for them to be at an airport as the <laughs> series moves the, the along. The villain in Ant-Man 2 is just an evil plane for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, should we, should we take a, we'll take a quick break and we'll... Uh, Oscar halftime. Off Oscar halftime, we'll go and uh, we need to do some wardrobe changes into our... There's a musical number coming up. Yeah. Uh, We've got to change into dresses but it's now. A, yeah, it's a great quality. The musical number is, is Mark doing a uh, acapella version of Hit Me Baby One More Time. <laughs> take it away, Mark. We'll be right back. Okay, here we go. Welcome back to the first annual I Have Some Notes Oscar special. Coming up, awards for actress in a supporting role, actress in a leading role, writing, directing, and best picture, plus in memoriam. Please welcome back to the stage, Colin McIntyre and Greg Beaver. Thank you! Thank you, thank you! Thank you! Colin's also here. Say thank you, Colin. Hello! Thank you for being here. Uh, just to let people know, um, so we're, we apologize that the air conditioning is not working. We're hoping to get that fixed right away. Um, also, we're hoping to get the running water in all the bathrooms and toilets working right away. And also, uh, we're told the exits should be unlocked momentarily. So everyone relax. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. But uh, if you have like a, like a soda, kind of pass it around to people. Yeah, make sure we don't want to get sued. Make sure everyone's nice and hydrated. Getting getting kind of hot in here. Oh, okay, so we've uh, we've had some uh, some good uh, some good picks for for the uh, I have some notes Oscar special. Lots of off the board stuff, which I like to see. Uh, so we're gonna move on to um, uh, actresses uh, actresses in a leading role. 
Um, so we've got uh, we've got a couple uh, couple uh, great uh, great actresses here, some great movies. We've got Meryl Streep uh, for Florence. Foster Jenkins was nominated. Emma Stone from La La Land. Natalie Portman from Jackie. Ruth Nega from Loving. And Il- Isabella Hubert from Elle, which I actually just found out Elle was directed by Paul Verhoeven. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know he was actually still directing things. Hmm. And again, it's it's a, 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 a lot of movies I have not seen. That didn't end in in, in the word Troopers, which actually makes me oh, yeah, disappointed. Yeah. Didn't he direct Showgirls, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. Huh. RoboCop, Showgirls, and Starship Troopers. Well, and some other things. And some other things as well. Yeah. I think he's he's no longer doing science fiction. Mm. But... So yeah, we'll get allowed near. So uh, who wants who wants to take a, a, a jump with this first? Greg, uh, you're you're prepped and ready. Who sure. is your who is your who who would you give the Oscar for best actress to? Uh, I'd give my best actress to um, Taraji P Henson from Hidden Figures. Okay, uh, just she had a like, incredible chemistry with uh, her co-stars, and there's a wonderful scene where she rips into uh, white people. Over uh, the segregated bathrooms at uh, NASA, and it's, it's wonderful. There we go. Perfect. I will preface this by saying that Emma Stone will probably win for La La Land. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then I will say that Amy Adams should win for Arrival, and wasn't even nominated. Uh, I think she was very charming in that movie, and the movie is really on her shoulders. Like that's true. It, it very much she, is. Yeah. It is. It is show. as much as it is kind of a. a an avant-garde sci-fi movie. Uh, it is also very much a character piece about her, and I think she was quite good in it. And I think that it's a shame that she didn't even get nominated, really, but I suppose they only get five nominations per year, so. The only thing I would say about that is, like, with Amy Adams, I find that she's off... I mean, like, the role in Arrival kind of fits her like a glove kind of thing. Like, she's not... She doesn't have... She doesn't play a lot of different types of parts. You know? That's fair. Like, she seems to have played this but very similar character. But sometimes you can. Sometimes you're really good at one thing. I guess. And yeah. and then a movie comes along that lets you demonstrate how good you are at that one thing. Yeah, like Ace Ventura Two. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as we all know, cleared up that year at the Oscars. That's right. That's right. Yeah. There's <laughs> fifteen wins, I believe. Mm-hmm. As long as nobody checks that. Yeah. We'll let that go through. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's a Donald Trump fact right there. There yes. we go. The alternative Oscars. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I would say, well, not Meryl Streep. She's had enough. She's cut off. Yeah. How many Oscars do you have? <laughs> yeah. This is like Most serving like, yeah, this is like Most. serving someone their 25th drink at a bar. It's like, you've had enough. Go, <laughs> go home. <laughs> we all know it's fine. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Ruth Nega. I haven't seen the film, mm-hmm. but she's just awesome. So. Yeah, sure. I assume she'll be right in that too. You're, uh, you're, she's, she's, yeah, so you voted her in for a preacher? Um, yeah, she's been good in other stuff too. Is she, is she in the preacher show? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, cool. she's one of the main characters. Yeah, that show oh. actually has like a surprisingly awesome cast. But anyway, that's not to do with movies. But yeah, nope, that's okay. <laughs> that's within our purview. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it to um, again. I'm going to go off the board a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to give it to Jennifer Lawrence for her role as uh, Mystique in X-Men Apocalypse, just because I know I know she hated hmm. being there, and you know that she's just like, I don't want to be in these movies, stop putting these movies as my contract up, but she still actually did a pretty good job. <laughs> when, she, when there was, she begrudgingly, there was, there was, there was no reason job. for her to do so. Much like Leonardo DiCaprio got an Oscar for suffering through The Revenant. Yes, You're exactly. saying she deserves an Oscar for suffering through X-Men Apocalypse. Yes, and if you've seen X-Men Apocalypse... I, yeah, X-Men I'm Apocalypse? coming around to this, this idea now. So I she wins you. just for like just for managing to hide her disdain for two hours. In Basically, she's like, oh, fine. <laughs> Just let's just get this over. Look, with. Jennifer Lawrence has got to eat, you guys. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, this is true. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it to her. Um, actress in a supporting role. Uh, we've got uh, Viola Davis from Fences. We got uh, Naomi Harris from Moonlight. We've got uh, Nicole Kidman from Lion. Octavia Spencer from Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea. Um, since we've kind of disqualified Manchester by the Sea already once, is there really any reason why Michelle Williams should be disqualified? I don't think she so. got some sort of like connection to some terrible DC Comics movie that we don't know about. Not that I can think well, of. Well, she is in a movie with Casey Affleck, who, who? is ah, there we go, affiliated with that bad DC movie. Yeah. So I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> but then also she, yeah, but she was in that movie with Heath Ledger, who was in the good Batman films. So That's maybe that true. cancels it out. Mm, okay, mm. well. 
Well, okay. Well, we'll, we'll leave you're, her in for you're now. You're safe for now. <laughs> who wants to but, go first? But tread lightly, Michelle Williams. Scott, who do you, who do you have here for uh, best buddy? Um, you know, I kind of, I kind of want to give it to Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures. Yeah. Um, that's that's my feeling on that. I'd be okay with Viola Davis getting it maybe for Fences as well. Basically, I want a black person. To maybe get a Best Supporting Actress <laughs> Oscar is kind of where I'm going with that. Fair enough. That seems fair. Hmm. Greg? Uh, I'm going to give my award, uh, going uh, off the books here, to uh, Jenna Malone uh, in uh, uh, Neon Demon. And that oh. is basically an award for simply putting up with Nicholas Winning reference perverted horseshit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that, that's which, another one of those suffering awards. That's all right. Yeah. In which she need has she's performed necrophilia, um, has some sort of weird blood birth. It's hmm. the movie's garbage, don't watch it. <laughs> wow. Hmm. You're gar- not the first person I've heard say that, actually. <laughs> the gar- that it is the gar- a very pretty dumpster fire. Yep. The garbage Oscars would be an interesting. interesting. The garbage Oscars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark, what about you? Hmm. Yes. That's a tricky one. I also haven't seen any of these. Oh no, I just see Moonlight actually. Um, that wins by default. Yeah, default. There we go. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> Naomi Harris for Moonlight. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> sure, uh, why not? Uh, so for my, uh, I'm going to give a now. I'm, so I'm not going to go off the board, but I'm going to give this a shared award. Award for Ooh. actresses in a supporting role. I'm going to give the Oscar for uh, actresses in a supporting role to all the kittens who played Keanu. In the oh, Keanu film. That is a good one. Because they were pretty great. <laughs> Wish I thought of that. That was a great one. <laughs> they, you know, they, they made me laugh. They made me cry. It was uh, quite the quite, quite the performances. Or, or maybe what we'll do is split off into, like, there should be, like, a separate... There should be... There, why, don't, like, why is there no pe- Oscar for pets? There should because be, like, a yeah, animal. Very few There's animals animal. star in movies that aren't Air Bud movies. There's, well, that's... that's <laughs> they could have called the... It's the, just uh, basically golden retrievers every year. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, alternatively, uh, I would actually give it to... Um, Actually, I had actually actually a serious pick. I can't remember what it was now, um, but I forgot. <laughs> so it clearly wasn't a very. Important oh no! Series. I would actually give it to uh, Kate McKinnon from Ghostbusters. Oh, there you go. She actually, made, yeah, she, that's a fair point. She made yeah. she made that movie shine. Yeah, that that was a star making performance. It was absolutely yeah, like that was. I think that's when you look back, like, and I'm sure she's gonna have a long and really great movie career. That's gonna be the ones like yeah, that was her kind of breakout know, role. That was the breakout Hollywood role. There you go. Occasionally, a blind squirrel finds it out. Uh, <laughs> uh, writing. So, so we can combine adapted or original sc- and original screenplays into this. For as far as for writing goes, I yeah. Unless I mean, I don't have one for both, and I don't. I don't know. Personally, I'm just like whatever. Hey, you know what's what? Just, 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 <laughs> just. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll call it. We'll, we'll call it write, writing a that, movie. Everything's everything's Oscar. a remix. Even if you came up with the original, we'll, we'll just call it original, original screenplay. Oscar You're basing it off right. of something. So Oscar for writing a movie. The Oscar for writing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Writing or whatever. Uh, Greg, who do you have for that? Who are you uh, writing to? Uh, it doesn't even have. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to read the nominees. Just pick, <laughs> just pick whoever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Arrival wins. Stands Arrival for me. Yeah. Uh, just in, overall writing. Just yeah. Just like it's just a beautiful movie about communication and love and loss. And um, I'm kind of a big fan of uh, really interesting and cool uh, sci-fi concepts, and uh, that hit me right in the old right in the old sci-fi gut. <laughs> right in your old sci-fi heart. Yeah. Your cyborg, dilithium-powered heart. Yeah. <laughs> no love for the lobster? Well, I, I like the lobster. Uh, I just didn't love the lobster. Fair enough. Yes. Do you give, do you give it to the lobster? No, goodness. No? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the one category where I would actually put Deadpool. Oh, really? Hmm. I think that it was a very smartly written movie. It was funny. It was punchy. It was meta. It poked a lot of fun at itself and other, and it broke all of the conventions of the superhero genre yeah, true, while somehow true. still being in all the conventions of the superhero genre. Yeah. And I think that, if nothing else, it should get a writing nod because <laughs> it was it was a well-put-together script. I, think, I guess the big thing about Deadpool is that it you know it's so refreshing because we've you know, been just uh, assaulted with superhero movies for <laughs> yeah. years now, and, and just we will guess, continue to be. That's yeah, right. And I guess, it was, yeah, I guess you make the point of like it was almost it was almost a parody of a superhero movie, but still was a superhero. Movie. Yeah, 
And, and that's a fine line to you, walk. You can't say that about most parody movies. Most that's parody true. movies just like, okay, the, the whole point of this movie is to make fun of either a, a type of film or, or specific films, and that's all it is, and you kind of know which direction it's going to go. But yeah, it was it was like parody and a super movie all in one. Yeah. Hmm. Fair point. Fair point. Mark? Uh, I think mine's going to go to Suicide Squad because... <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> ah, <laughs> rage! <laughs> space I would, for I a second can, there. I can... I think you could probably argue that they're, they're not even finished writing Suicide Squad. <laughs> were they, weren't they literally writing scenes and just handing them off to the actors to act them? Yeah. I think there's actually one shot where like a, the script just comes down on the next screen in front, in front of one of the actors and they like grab it. Some of the paper blowing across the scene is actually just, oh, we're shooting! Yeah. Tossing, tossing yeah. Will Smith goes running down the, the road trying to chase the script. There's a couple of shots where like it cuts in and they're still holding it and he like put it behind their backs. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, we have to go and get the thing and kill the guy oh, or whatever man. that was. Oh, that's about. an actual line from the movie. I didn't know you loved it so much that you could just quote it right <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually co-wrote it not long ago. <laughs> that, so. That's why I'm nominating it. Because it's mine. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. Yeah, I don't really have a serious. Oh, okay. pick. I was just kind of oh, bluffing okay. my way through. Um, <laughs> I don't really have one. I don't really have one. I don't really have one either. I, although I'm, I'm since I'm surprised uh, Scott didn't say. It, I'll say the nice guys just because I feel like we have, we haven't said the word nice guys lately. So. Yeah, and, and it is a deserving film. It is. Was, it was very. It was and very it was an original, an original yeah. script, not like a reboot yeah, or a remake yeah, or an adaptation of anything. And Shane Black. Rules. And it was also really well written. Yeah. Did it make a lot of money that movie? Probably like it, not because it was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is uh, generally what happens. Hang on, I'll just check on Box Office Mojo. True. While you're doing that, I will tell you that by that uh, it did yeah. terribly. I don't know that it did gangbusters, but yeah. I don't think it did terribly. It, you know, as long as it made some money, that's my, I, think, uh, I actually, I actually did go to see. I went to see Keanu in the theater for that reason, just because I wanted to go see something that was different, that wasn't a reboot. And it, like, I was trying. To, my argument was that like going to see a, going to see a comedy in a theater is, I don't think, something a lot of people do, other than. Unless it's a superhero Deadpool Lego Batman thing now. But, like, I can, I'm going to sound like an old man. I remember going to the theater to see comedies and laughing <laughs> in a big group of auditorium of people, and it was a lot of fun. So, <laughs> I kind of had the same thing with uh, Popstar as well. Oh, you saw Popstar in the theater? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I went with some people to see Popstar, and it was great. But, no, like, I think I like about that. 10 people in the entire world went to see it. Yeah, yeah. It made like $5 in the theaters. Yeah. But it was really good. So, yeah. let me ask you guys something. Is 36 million worldwide good? No. <laughs> No. no. What was the budget? If the budget was a million dollars, yeah. I'm not sure that they've got the budget for this one. Yeah, production budget, not. It's not available. All right, we're not telling you. I want Nice Guys to sell well on Blu-ray so it can recap its money and we can maybe get a sequel. Oh, so everybody listening, you still think people buy Blu-ray? Go out buy adorable. Blu-ray. <laughs> I'm not. Look, HMV is here for only a short time, guys. Yeah, go, go, go get it. Man. Go, go get it on sale. Yeah, the closing down sales begun. Get it for seventy five percent off. Let's dread this movie, you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> buy thirteen copies of Nice Guys. Well, I think didn't they? Uh, they've given uh, Shane Black. Uh, he's got Predator back now, I think, isn't he? So that's probably an encouraging sign. Yeah. I think he's doing the new the Predator reboot. Yeah. So, yeah. There we go. I might, that might be completely false. Do we really need another Predator? If Shane Black's writing it, I'm up for it. I don't really know there's Predator reboot. I <laughs> don't need to really be a reboot. Just have pick a time period, have a Predator. Drop the Predator in. Yeah. yeah. yeah put put him right. in 1940s La La Land Hollywood, and then he'll win the Oscar. I would watch a Predator movie that <laughs> took place during the Prohibition. Yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> that's what Cowboys vs. Aliens should have been. Basically, yeah, just, just Cowboys versus Predator. Predator, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood, you can reach us at... I have to <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. What are our Facebook page? This is what our show is all about. Uh, steal our pitches. <laughs> now we're just fixing Hollywood in general. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There we go. Uh, all right, so on to directing. We've got a couple... We've got five movies here. Uh, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Doesn't La La Land is going to win. Doesn't actually yeah. say who the director is, but that's okay. <laughs> Maybe they, it was Zack and the Snyder directed all. <laughs> no. Uh, who, wants to, who wants to go first? Uh, Mark, who do you... Who, directing. Who's, directing. Your, who's your favorite directing? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with... I'm going to go off the books with this one. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Stop doing that. What? <laughs> Just like slamming your paper against the mic. Sorry. <laughs> Put it over here. Okay, I'll be that bit. I didn't realize I was doing that, sorry. Okay, uh, let's go back to it. I'm going to go off the books on this one. Uh, green Room. Oh, yeah, Green Room. Yeah. Yeah. Green Room is uh, the one where Patrick Stewart is a neo-Nazi. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's a uh, band is, uh, goes in place for some neo-Nazis and they get trapped at the bar and have to fight their way out. Yeah. It's also Anton Yeltsin's last film, is it? Yep. Yeah. Or was Star Trek afterwards? I don't I think so. Ooh. Yeah, That's a tough sure. one. I don't know I think, which one. I think, I think one Green of them was... was... Definitely, it's definitely his last good film. <laughs> Bam! Take that. Hey. Star Trek Beyond. Uh, I think Green Moon came out first, but I don't know if they filmed it. If yeah, it I think there filmed. was... I think one of them was filmed first, but yeah. then came out second. Yeah, that might have been the case. I imagine Green Moon was probably faster to do post-production on. Yeah. Because yeah. you didn't have to make a lot of CGI spaceships for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a few. <laughs> just, well, the ending is a twist. But we'll, yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't want to spoil it, buddy. Patrick Stewart gets beamed up to the Nazi mothership. <laughs> Scott, what, what about you? Um, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out way on a limb here and I'm going to put up 12, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane I almost said 12 Cloverfield Lane that's two movies for me <laughs> yeah, that's right. 10 Cloverfield Lane for <laughs> best directing it's like uh, as, I, as I mentioned like it, you would classify it as a sci-fi movie but I think that it's more of a thriller and it's a really tight thriller I, I would say it's more thriller yeah and I, it was really well directed and it's so like the tension is just so expertly built up over the course of that movie Ugh. and you get and you get kind of like the third act twist which was neat yep um and I think that it, it just it was it was a well directed film overall. So yeah. I'm going to go with that one. Well, at this point, I'm getting tired of uh, of <laughs> Scott going before me. Oh, is that also your pick? <laughs> yeah, we'll give your reasoning pick. for it. <laughs> uh, I actually, I, probably by all rights, it should probably be Denny Villeneuve. I think for Arrival, but I picked Den Trachtenberg for just because I, you know I love Ten Cloverfield Lane so much, but also just because I would love. In a, in my hypothetical world where he wins the Oscar, that would mean he would get to make a whole shitload more movies, and I just kind of actually want to see that. Fair point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't really have a pick for for best directing because I don't really I don't can't really tell. I'm not I don't watch movies enough, or at least I, I'm not educated. Know like which ones are directed poorly and which ones are directed badly. But <laughs> which I, ones are directed poorly and which ones are directed badly? Yeah, well, there's only two different flavors, right? Um, so yeah, so I'm. But I will. We're, we're past the age of Hitchcock, obviously. <laughs> Very much so. So I'm going to pass on this one. Hmm. But I will say, just because you hated it, Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> you <laughs> son of a bitch, Justin Lin. Actually, I'm changing mine to Suicide Squad as well. No, there we go. Uh, now, uh, best pictures, and uh, so this could uh, so this could uh, include. Doc's animated films. I also feel this. We're just gonna. I'm not even gonna read out the nominations because, again, we've pretty much established that we haven't seen a lot of these movies. <laughs> so let's just. And I think we can just throw it out. What are the? What just? What's the best picture of the year? Your best. Your best favorite movie. I think we kind of know which. What people are gonna choose here, but. Well, La La Land is gonna win. Well, yes, we know yeah. La La Land is gonna win. Greg, what's your what's your pick for best movie? Um, thirteenth. The Netflix documentary um, about uh, the Thirteenth Amendment. Uh, that basically sort of catalogs uh, it's uh, you know the the end of slavery and what the uh, the loophole in the 13th amendment where um, basically like your rights cannot no one can be uh, an indentured servant or whatever unless they're in jail kind of thing and how that relates to uh, you know the current uh, prison problem in the United States now it's it's just that it's just a really important documentary that I think everyone should see and it's it's gripping uh, and uh, quite uh, heart-wrenching. Sounds good. Scott? I, for my best picture, um, I'm kind of torn between uh, a more serious selection and a less serious selection. Okay. My more serious selection would be Arrival. Okay. Well over La La Land. Arrival, I think, does more um, visually and narratively and uh, just directorially different and interesting um and i mean an argument could be made for la la land there as well but i think arrival really kind of pushed things in a good direction and i think that that makes it uh, a, a better choice for best picture mm-hmm. my less serious pick would be hail caesar okay because and it t- kind of ties back into the production design thing it was such a joyful movie it was nostalgic in the best way about hollywood without covering up the fact that Hollywood can be kind of a terrible place. Yes. Um, and it, uh, it was just, it was it was good. It was just a good movie overall. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mark? I'm almost tempted to say Green Room for that, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's not like the most kind of highbrow film, I guess, that I could pick, but it's 
kind of the one that I had like the most fun watching and got kind of the biggest response out of me. Mm-hmm. I nice. guess if I had to go for the more serious pick, I guess it would be Assassin's Creed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, but I think amongst the actual Oscar picks, I think Arrival as well has to be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if I'm going to make a serious pick, I actually would go with Nice Guys to begin. Scott's because yeah. God's jogged my memory to me. Like, I really enjoyed it. I also really movie. enjoyed that movie. Yeah. If I was going to make a, make a terrible picks um, and I have many to choose from, uh, I would actually go not quite so terrible and say Eddie the Eagle just because it was kind of a fun little romp. And it gets, again, remind me of, of movies that used to come out, which is kind of these heartwarming little <laughs> little sports movies. Or if I want to go really lowbrow, uh, pop star, never stop, never stop. Because mm. that was kind of terrible, but also in a fun kind of terrible way. One of the... Uh, see, my, my brain tells me that it should have been a terrible movie. Because yeah. it has all of those elements that you think, well, this is just going to be a terrible movie. Yeah. But it was surprisingly smart about it. So. It was. And the best way I described it to someone was uh, that it would have been really easy to make the main character of the movie, Connor. Yeah. Uh, stupid. Like, stupid. Yeah. Like, uh, like a, a Will Ferrell character, man-child stupid. But yeah. he's aware enough to recognize right off the bat that something's wrong. Yeah. And he's finding it very difficult to admit it to himself, but you can tell he knows that his album is a failure. And that's what elevates the movie from being just, like, a stupid comedy to being a very smart comedy. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with Character that. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. knew? I think if we were doing I, a, a best song category, I think that would definitely clear up there. If just for the Bin Laden song. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, the Humble song. Yeah, that's too, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. Well, you know, Colin, we've got, like, another ten minutes left in the show. Okay. So do we want to have, like, a little, uh... I have some notes. Oscars post-show! Sure! Insert theme track. Okay. Do, like, a little, uh... I don't know. General film discussion. Maybe we should talk about what we're looking forward to seeing in 2017. Sure, because they get the big uh, blockbuster season fast approaching. As everyone Stroom. frantically Googles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, remember what's coming yeah. out this year. Yeah. <laughs> I did that uh, quick, quickly already. Um, I can, I can, first things, like, I think Guardians of the Galaxy may be one of the first big ones that lands. That's on, uh, that's on May 5th. I can tell you that the movie I'm looking forward to the most, or at least kind of like, oh gosh, hopefully this is good, but I don't expect it to be, is Wonder Woman. Yep. Because I'm excited to see she's got the best theme song out of all the heroes right now. It's true. She's uh, like it's 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 high time Wonder Woman got a movie, and I I, I know there's rumblings there. And it's not that great, but I mean none of these other movies are great, so I don't think that should matter. Just, but let's still. <laughs> so I think it should just uh, go see it. Also, but I'm also actually curious about Ghost in the Shell, despite all the controversy around it. Yeah. Again, I, I like the production design in Ghost in the Shell looks fantastic. Like Jumanji, it, you guys. <laughs> is there another Jumanji I kind of, I'm actually rock. kind of intrigued. The rock. I've never seen the original Jumanji, but the, anything The Rock is in, I'm kind of like, mm, I could go for I this. didn't mean to cut you off there. I just saw Jumanji was coming up this year, and I had to say it out loud. And also, they're bringing back Robin Williams in CGI. No, they're not, are they really? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, we, we don't know. Guess you'll have to watch Jumanji and find Ah, no. There's that Beauty and the Beast movie. Is anyone... I'm kind of intrigued. The cast looks really good. Who's the beast in it? Uh, he oh I've I just put myself on the spot for his name. He played Matthew in uh, Downton Abbey. Wow, interesting. Who was the Who was the Yeah. I think that I don't know who that is. What else? There's a list. Of or the, no, wait, that's no, no. That's, that's Luke Evans is like a, some sort of villain. Dan Stevens. is... Dan Stevens. There you go. Yeah. So here's so here's my question for 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 everyone at the table here. Oh, he Dan Stevens is from the guest. <laughs> Oh yeah, he was also in the guest. Here. See, in the post show, we just keep interrupting each other. That's part yeah. of the quirks of the post show. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here's my question for you guys, though, because I think obviously, you know, we're movies are saturated with reboots. They're saturated with superhero movies. They're saturated with all this stuff. stuff. Then, as I'm looking at the list, there are a lot of sequels. There are a lot of reboots. There's a lot of stuff, and not they can't all make a hundred billion jillion dollars. So is here's my question: Is this the year that these movies actually start to cost more money? Because as I'm looking at list, like I didn't realize there's actually these many like kind of, this many like tentpole movies where you've got Justice League and Transformers and another Fast and the Furious and Guards of the Galaxy. 
and Logan and Thor. I've got Spider Man. We got Justice Wonder League. Woman. New Star Wars. Don't, yeah. don't, for, don't forget that there is a Train Spotting Two. Train Spotting Two. Mummy <laughs> reboot. Uh, Have we hit reboot? peak superheroes? Is that what you're asking? Well, I'm, I'm just I'm just wondering whether yeah, like whether like you know because you know all these movies cost a lot of money, and I think we saw even this year like a lot of these movies were barely breaking even at the, at the start. So so yeah, is this is this are we now going to? This is something that I. Um, I might have been talking about it with you guys, actually, um, that there's no real summer blockbuster uh, season anymore. Summer's not where blockbusters come out. Now, every weekend, a blockbuster comes out. That's kind of true. Like, there's yeah. a tentpole movie every weekend. This past weekend, a new Lego movie came out. Yeah. Uh, I just mentioned, I had just seen Lego Batman a few days ago before yeah. we filmed this, and it was quite good, yeah. but, I mean, they're clearly trying to make a Lego movie franchise now, mm-hmm. yeah. and so that's that's a new tentpole movie. The Lego shared universe? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, so it's now there's not just, like, a few months where it's like, hey, all the blasty, big, budget, not crazy June, movies come out. That's not May, June, July anymore. Exactly. It's now every weekend there's one coming yeah. out. So, hmm. I think uh, the 2017 movie I'm most looking forward to coming out is Monster Trucks, which oh, is about yeah. trucks that have monsters living in them. <laughs> now, I have to distinguish here, that's not the movie I'm most looking forward to seeing, but it's the one that I'm most looking forward to when it comes out, because I think people's reaction to it is going to be great for like about three days, and then it'll disappear forever. I, for some reason, I thought that it had come out already. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, the good, it was, that's the sign of a good one. It came out in time for Oscar season, Oscars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because they were they're pumping it like fairly recently. Oh, there's yeah. a new Saw movie this year too. Right, they're not wrong Saw. about all the sequels. <laughs> yeah, like Mummy reboot, Despicable Me three, another Kingsman movie, another Pirates of the Caribbean, another Pirates, another Cars, Cars three. <laughs> oh my God, really? Yeah, Power Rangers is coming out. Blade Runner 2015, 14. Well, that's something you can say in favor of uh, Monster King Trucks. Kong, it's an original Kong concept. Movie. Yeah. Another <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah, a new <laughs> Alien movie, the Blade Runner sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, Mark, I gotta tell you, you can see uh, Monster Trucks right now. The <laughs> Did next it come show, out The next showing at the Cineplex Odeon North Edmonton is 12.40 p.m. <laughs> and then never again after that. <laughs> I was kind of hoping it was 12.40 a.m. <laughs> never speak with it. <laughs> yeah. so we're just going to move it to midnight when no one's going to watch <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Um, anyone else, anyone else or anything like they're kind of like looking forward to seeing? Well, as far as, like, trailers go that make me really want to see a movie, the Logan trailers have been knocking it out of the park. Every, every, mm-hmm. A lot of people are seem to be either, a lot of people I talk to seem to be excited about that. There was a trailer for a horror-looking movie called It Comes at Night that looked pretty cool, but I don't uh, know anything about it other than the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just saw the trailer for that, yeah, too. That got me. That's the one that stands out in my mind recently, looking good. Are you guys yeah. excited for another Kong movie? Kong, guys! <laughs> Yeah. Only if only if he runs them off in the city at the end, and then humans turn out to be the actual monsters. I kind of want to see what spoilers. That's just... the only way I'll accept Tom that. Tom Hiddleston is this? The, does Tom, is Tom Hiddleston just really poor at picking projects? <laughs> yes, <laughs> the high rise was awful. Uh, Kong, I'm sure, is going to be not great. Look, Tom Hiddleston's got to eat you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to eat. He's got to be in a palace when he does it. <laughs> He's he's not Bill Murray level famous yet, where he can just like wander onto a movie set and be in the movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I I'm would kind of... love for Bill Murray to do that in one of these superhero movies. He would just wander onto the set of <laughs> Infinity War. Uatu the Watcher. Yeah, actually, yeah, I could see that. Uh, the theory is that Stan Lee is Uatu the Watcher, uh-huh. and that's why he's in oh. all of the movies. Oh really? Yeah. Oh really? Interesting. The last Marvel movie is just like a three hundred million dollar CGI Stan Lee epic. <laughs> He's the main guy in the entire thing. Uh, I will admit that I am kind of intrigued by Blade Runner 2049. I want to see that. Just to see how they do that. How they connect it? Yeah. Like, and just to see how uh, somebody, how a different director does a quote-unquote modern take on Blade Runner. Yeah. Which, is, which is a, a future movie that was made in the 80s. Yeah. And how, how that kind of translates into, into a movie set in the same future 20 years later. Yeah. Like that's intriguing to me. I'm also interested to see which Harrison Ford we get in this one. Are we going to get the Force Awakens Harrison Ford where he's into it or do we get like the other Harrison Ford? Where he looks looks like he's at gunpoint. Where he's he's there for a paycheck. Yeah, that's always fun to see like which Harrison Ford will show up. (laughs) Nobody's mentioned Spider-Man yet because... Trepidation? Yeah, yeah, really? But on the other hand and uh, some of my some of my nerd friends are kind of excited to see it 
only because it's Marvel finally doing a take on Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, and the direct uh, we saw Cop Car, which is the uh, mm. he I can't remember his name who directed, but he's the the guy who directed Cop Car is directing uh, mm. uh, Spider Man, and he it's basically sort of like along the same lines, like he's you know it's a couple kids, uh, you know, so he's got the it's he's got the youth thing going on there. He knows how mm. to handle and wrangle younger actors and stuff like that. So maybe yeah. it'll work. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's. I didn't really have too much to say about Spider-Man because I think it's just one of those things where like it's definitely going to be good because like Marvel knows what they're doing. Like it'll come out, it'll be good, it'll make a shitload of money, everyone will like it. Yeah, I also really like this. But will it be too. like will it sort of transcend the other Marvel movies or will it just be like yeah, Doctor see, Strange well, where it's like oh that was good and see, then I went home, I'm, <laughs> I forgot about it. Like I'm I mean I'm interested in it, but I also I'm also kind of feeling I'm feeling Marvel movie fatigue where like Marx is like everyone knows they're going to be good. And it's gonna be, and it's like when I when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, okay, it's probably gonna be good. It's gonna be enjoyable. It's gonna have the same rehash plot elements we've seen from all the other Marvel movies. <laughs> so it's kind of like uh, I'll go see it if I. My hope for Spider-Man is that it's actually terrible, and that will make me go see it <laughs> because it'll be like it'll be something different now. It's actually gonna be really like DC level bad. I well, think and, the, and Marvel has to make a bad movie at some point. Like the due. law of average, they're due. Like they've made some eh, movies, but I would be hard pressed to say they've made a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah, just like a, no just one where you really like really uh, walked in a theater upset, like yeah. I did with Batman v Superman. Yeah. <laughs> I am pleased that Michael Keaton is playing the Vulture yeah. because yeah. a it's good to see Michael Keaton uh, post Birdman kind of having a, a career resurgence. Yeah, and number two because that means that the original movie Batman is now in the Marvel continuity <laughs> as a different character, and that true. kind of pleases me too. It's true. Also, I like the connection that like he's basically he's basically playing Birdman. Yeah, Batman, <laughs> which, Bird which Man had to Vulture. have been like the casting director had to have been like, no, this is happening. Yeah, yeah, this he's going to be really playing cool. Vulture. This is happening. Ah, <laughs> uh, final thoughts. Anything else? Or anything? Anything else? People want to like mention or kind of like what anything else they're looking forward to for mm-hmm. movies they don't want to see, movies they're either afraid afraid for. Oh, there's Baywatch. It's also The Rock, so uh, yeah. we're going to be watching Soon that. all movies will be made by Disney and star The Rock. I'm okay with that, kind yeah, of. That's actually. the convergence that we're heading towards, yeah. yeah. Is, yeah. The movie singularity. This is probably why uh, we spoke so much about Arrival this uh, tonight, just because Arrival was like an original movie, an original sci-fi concept, and we're sort of like getting pretty fatigued with all these reboots, remakes, and... And everything like even when you even even though it's a different property when you go see the movie it still feels the same to me you know yeah mm. yeah. yeah it nope. feels like the same movie yeah, that's very very true Doctor Strange was basically Magic Iron Man yeah yeah like yeah that's right when you when you break it down like that's and that's not meant necessarily as a slam at Doctor Strange I quite enjoyed the movie but. I mean the the character arc is similar. the character arc is similar. yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I, I haven't seen it, but I I and even without you saying it, I knew that was what it's, it was going to be the same sort of path. That's one of the reasons Guardians of the Galaxy was so well uh, received. I think is because though it was a Marvel movie and though it does fit into the larger Marvel, but it's like yeah, it's like universe. It was yeah. so different yeah. from yeah. all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 No. very 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 true. And I'd like to just take the last opportunity to bash Batman vs Superman again. <laughs> You're a terrible movie. I hate you. It was nominated I wish for lots made. of Razzies. So. Yeah, that's right. that's all I wanted to add to that. Uh, we want to know what you guys think, so uh, let us know what uh, what your picks for all these uh, movies are. Uh, you can uh, put them on our Facebook page. I have some notes, also Twitter and Instagram. Clearly, uh, a lot of people will be agreeing that the nice guys. I believe so. Should have been nominated for a lot of we, Oscars. We, we will we will get we will get the nice guys. They're well deserved Oscar. Uh, yeah, let us, so, uh, yeah. So yeah, let if us, you're looking, you're tuning into our show to get some genuine insight into the Oscars, sorry. we apologize. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Better luck next year. <laughs> Better luck next year. I'm also kind of impressed I found another person who's seen and liked Hardcore Henry. Yeah, you're the only yeah, other person I found so far. Well, yeah. well, Mark and I will do a separate Hardcore Henry pack. Yay. Hard, the Hardcore Henry cast. We have no notes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, that was it's, good. It's cool. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Just it's 30 perfect. minutes of applause. Yeah. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, let us know what you th- thought uh, thought of this episode, or, and also just, yeah, of thoughts of movies in general. Um, I have some notes, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, I believe that's all the places. We're on all those things, yep. All those things. Also, uh, leave a review uh, on uh, wherever you listen to this podcast, iTunes or Google Play. Uh, yeah, helps us spread the word. Absolutely. Uh, Scott and Mark, thanks for joining us tonight. Where can people find you if you want, if you want people to find you? Uh, we both looked at each other, expecting yeah. the other to go first. Yeah. 
<laughs> or like, okay, where, or to be like, where am I? Yeah, <laughs> like, where am I online? Where, yeah. where do people find me? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I don't currently have any uh, online endeavors because of ongoing fatherhood, uh, taking up what little extra time that I have between uh, my two jobs. I can be heard on the radio, 630 Ched 9 News 880. Uh, I can also be heard in the background on most Euler home, Euler's home games on your television. Oh, there you go. And uh, the last thing I did was Face Exposure Man, so I guess faceexposureman.com. Go to that. Face Exposure Man. Why did we get give Face Exposure Man an Oscar? That was Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Yeah. Best animated short or something? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Perfect. Okay. We, can, perfect. we can do that. <laughs> Greg, that's it for us. Yes, so, what's the next movie we're doing for... Uh, we are doing Godzilla. Which one? The... Uh, Matthew Broderick? No, not the Matthew Broderick one. Oh, we're doing... That's a flawless movie, Scott. <laughs> the Brian Cranston you have no one. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Gareth Edwards... Oh, Brian yes. Cranston vehicle. Cool. So, well, that'll be out a little later this month. Perfect, perfect. All right. So, well, thanks uh, for listening to the podcast. And, yeah. Keep watching the sky. Keep, keep watching, watching the, the stars. Keep the watching... Oscars. Sidewalk, watch them both. Yeah, the watch them the both. stars are in the sky. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have you pressed record? Yes. <laughs> okay. Just want to make sure because there was that mistake last time. Hey, <laughs> don't put that on, on audio. Make sure that's you recorded. Yeah. You're going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs>